Welcome back for those who listened in on my other podcasts, and welcome to all new friends who are here for the first time. This podcast is a labor of love, and I am so excited about the positive response and support I have gotten thus far. Today's podcast is titled, The Sexually Liberated Woman in 2023. This topic is near and dear to my heart as I personally rank myself in this category, and I want all women and men to feel empowered and strong in their own sexuality. Feeling empowered in your sexuality takes sexual maturity, which is created over time and across all of the experiences you may have had from early in your life until now. There are so many things that go into becoming a sexually mature person, and I will be talking about some of those things today. I will say that for me, it has been an extremely windy road filled with twists and turns and ups and downs, and I finally feel like I am here. Sexual liberation nirvana. Yes. However, it was not an easy road and it took many years of working on myself to get here. I would love to make the road a little less rocky for others, so let's talk about what can stunt our sexual maturity. Because I am the queen of safe sex, I will mention here that getting an STI is often a very traumatic experience for most people. I recently spoke to a woman in her mid-twenties who contracted chlamydia from an unknown partner. She told me that she felt so dirty that she went home and showered multiple times and scrubbed her skin until it turned red. This type of fear is very common after receiving this type of news, and the trauma doesn't end there. Medication is often needed for a cure if one is lucky to have contracted something curable like she was. But some STIs like HPV, herpes, and AIDS are forever. So be sure to wrap it up before you lay it down. Unfortunately, it is possible that a person can experience something so traumatic and violating that it causes them to become stunted in their sexual growth. One such trauma is childhood sexual abuse. Childhood sexual abuse falls under the umbrella of sexual violence, which includes everything from rape to incest to sexual assault. I will not go into all of the details of every category because there are many, but I do want to discuss childhood sexual abuse because it is so prevalent and so damaging to one's sexual maturity. Did you know that one in three girls and one in four boys will experience sexual abuse? Studies also show that in 93% of cases, the abuser is someone the child knows. These numbers are so staggering, yet we as a society still choose not to talk about them and their implications for our sexual growth and physical maturity in general. This is my mission on this podcast, to stop sweeping these topics under the rug. When we bring these topics to the forefront, it helps people to realize that they are not alone. It helps to know that there are outlets for support and places to get help. A study in 2013 found that women who were sexually abused as children were found to have decreased growth in certain areas of their brain associated with sensation and self-awareness. The brain was actually less developed and it showed in the cortical thickness of certain areas of the brain, causing thinning in those areas. One specific area was the area for the genitalia. Often women later felt pain in these areas instead of pleasure, and they experienced decreased desire, and some even experienced chronic genital pain. 
This topic is so vast that I can devote many episodes to it, but for the purpose of this podcast, I am mentioning it as a very common and very powerful stunter of sexual maturity. If you have experienced sexual abuse of any kind, you can reach out to RAIN, the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 800-656-HOPE, 800-656-4673 for help. Let's now touch upon another phenomenon called sexual repression. Sexual repression happens when instead of having associations of fun and excitement related to sex, you have feelings of shame or embarrassment. You may have been taught as a kid that sex was only for marriage or that touching yourself was a sin. This causes a person to repress their good feelings of pleasure associated with sex and only feel shame and embarrassment. Having these repressed feelings will obviously make it difficult to talk about sex, let alone enjoy it. If your sexual orientation is not heteronormative, you may have repressed your sexual feelings in order to fit in or avoid rejection. Dealing with repression takes time and a change in mindset, but with self-growth through therapy or other modalities of healing, one can find themselves on the other side of this. If this is you, thinking about why you feel you may have repressed feelings is a good start. Changing the narrative for yourself takes time and introspection, but sexual liberation is so worth the effort. Well, all of this information has been difficult to hear about, but we are all being brave and listening despite our possible discomfort because you know I'm going to get to the good stuff soon. So what does it take to become a sexually liberated woman or a sexually liberated person in general? What does it take to own in capital letters your sexuality? I'm reading from the Urban Dictionary the definition of sexually liberated and it reads, it is the ideology of one shamelessly and often satisfying their sexual needs and desires without the burden of guilt or the judgment of established morally correct societal mores. Obviously, depending on where you are from in the world, these societal norms will be different. But in the USA, we are lucky that we as women have freedoms that are not always enjoyed around the globe. However, we are still fighting for our rights to self-autonomy and our government is still placing restrictions on our bodies as women. It is important to keep fighting for our rights as women because these rights can be taken away and are being taken away currently in 2023. Here are some societal norms that you may be familiar with. Do any of these beliefs sound familiar? Women should dress in a feminine manner. Sex is only for procreation. Sex is only for marriage. Sex is only to be performed between a man and a woman. Casual sex is immoral. You should never have sex on the first date. Masturbation is shameful. These are examples of societal norms and we hear them depending on our upbringing with more or less fervor, but the underlying beliefs in our society are still there. What is important to understand is that these are human created constructs and who is to say that they are true? It is important to examine societal norms that are holding you back from your personal sexual liberation. If you so choose, you can create another narrative. So how do we get there? To sexual liberation, that is. For one, we need to stop slut shaming and acknowledge that sex is part of life for all of us, 
men or women, and recognize that this thought process of slut-shaming comes from the belief system of a patriarchal society. But it doesn't have to be how we think. We can create another mindset. A mindset in which sexual expression is a natural and normal expression of love and desire. I hope to create a movement for the appreciation of our sexuality as a space for exploration, fun, excitement, and the potential for spiritual connection. Next, we need to explore our feelings of shame. Where do they come from for you? Everyone will have a slightly different answer, but you have to acknowledge those feelings and then give yourself permission to let go of these limiting beliefs about yourself or society as a whole. There is nothing shameful about sex. All species do it and humans do it not just for procreation, but for fun too. As I've said before, our bodies were built for pleasure and there is no shame in giving and accepting pleasure. Next, it's important to talk about sex. Communication is everything. If you have a difficult time talking about it in your relationship, try talking to a friend. There is a raw vulnerability when you open up about sex, so choose your confidant wisely. The more you normalize these conversations, the easier it will be for you to share with your partner what you like and dislike so that you can get your needs met and help your partner with their needs and desires. Speaking of needs, it's time to explore your personal needs. How often do you masturbate? Can you make yourself climax? Have you ever experimented with different toys that can help along those lines? If not, there is no better time to start than now. Knowing your own body will help you to share what feels good to you with your partner. It's also a great stress reliever and sleep aid. Figure out what makes you happy and do that. Then share it with your partner. Consider too what type of relationship is best for you. Is monogamy what you want or do you want an open relationship? Considering these things will help you to be honest with the current partner or in future relationships and friendships. We will definitely expand upon alternative relationships in another podcast, so stay tuned. Lastly, you want to honor your body and appreciate all of the nerve endings and sensations that it is able to achieve. Your body is a beautiful temple of which you have complete control of. It is always okay to say no. No means no. Your body was built for pleasure and you must be able to accept that pleasure in order to enjoy it. You must believe that you are worthy of pleasure and love so that you can fully accept it. Love yourself. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe and tell your friends. You can contact me and see the previous podcasts on Please Meet Out Online or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I've gotten a lot of requests since episode three, which was about orgasms, for a t-shirt with orgasm equality on it. So if you want one, go to pleaseme.online to order. If you didn't listen to podcast number three, be sure to listen in on what you should know about orgasms. The facts may surprise you. I am adding fuel to the fire for the movement of sexual freedom and equality for women, and particularly about orgasm equality, and I urge you to spread the word. Will you consider making a sign like this one and taking a picture of it and posting it on social media? Let's spread the word about the orgasm gap and move towards orgasm equality together. Until next time.